Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turns multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. I am once again very excited to dive into today's conversation with an amazing suburban warrior all the way from Malibu, California, which is in itself pretty awesome because over here on the West Coast, we're just starting to hit that like warm weather. So I'm really excited because especially you know, this topic that we're going to talk about today is probably one of my favorite topics because of the infinite possibilities um, that we can talk about. You know, it's, um, we're all talking about like healing arts and Reiki and me being a constant learner. Um, I'm someone who is really curious about all of these things. And I feel like you can just dive so deep into them, but even learning at the surface about all the healing arts. It's just fascinating to me. So without further ado, let me introduce Deepa Mehta. Growing up in a household that fused scientific, natural, and spiritual knowledge, at a young age, Deepa developed a love of using this knowledge to help others. Her mission is to be a continual student of the healing arts in order to better help treat and nourish the body, mind, body, I mean, wait, body, mind, and the spirit as one to support others in their healing journeys. Deepa uses her knowledge, intuition, and training of energy, Reiki, food, nutrition, yoga, movement, meditation, and various other modalities to assist others in working through physical, emotional, or any other types of blocks and issues. Over the years, her tool belt has grown, and so has her love of nourishing and nurturing others. Her passion is to help people achieve their greatest expression of self, attain optimal health, and feel nourished, mind, body, and soul. Wow. Welcome to the podcast, Deepa. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and share. I'm I'm an East Coast girl at, who now last six years has been on the West Coast, so um, a lot of learning and and growing here, and I'm really excited to just share kind of my journey and how it can support others. Absolutely, and I'm I'm really excited to hear your journey as well because you know look, reading your bio it reminds me that like you know while we do very different things, our mission is very much the same, um, and it's just you know to empower others to live their best lives to really understand themselves and, you know, perfect self-expression. I, I just love all the things that, that you say um, is your, in your mission as well. So let's get right into it. How did you, you know, how did you find yourself doing what you love doing this line of work? Um, it hasn't been an easy journey and it's, you know, still a process. I think people have this idea that by a certain age, you have to know what you're doing for the rest of your life or, you know, that you're, you're stuck in like one pathway. 
those are things that we've told ourselves. Those are things that we've taught, we've been taught that, okay, well, when you were young, you decided to be this and now you must be this forever. And what we're seeing more and more is some of the most successful people, both like with their emotions and successful in, they feel good about themselves or even the outside success. They're people that have all really not allowed society or outside dictation of what their path should be. Um, And I think that's like really the first thing that people get to remember is that we get to write our story. Yeah. I love that because I think it really is a whole shift in thinking from, you know, our, a prior generation from like, I know at least my mom and dad and that generation of where you found a career and then you were in that career for pretty much your whole life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think our generation, I'm lumping myself in with you. (laughs) I don't know if we're the same age, but I think that, you know, it's more about following your passion and being a constant learner and learning that you have so many gifts to share that once once you sort of tap out in one area, you can pivot onto something else. And I think that's like a really amazing thought process to get to because it opens up so many worlds for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the first step is just being aware that we have this like infinite potentiality, you know, yes, yes. We, we, we oftentimes look outside of ourselves, like, Oh, look at that person. Um, they're doing this thing that, and they look so happy and we're always putting power outside of ourselves. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons why that for me, Reiki was a, a really great tool for this, but all the modalities that I've learned, they've all been things to empower myself. And when you yeah. feel empowered, then you're able to come from a place of like, yes, there's enough, there's enough of this for everybody. I want everyone to feel this way. I want everyone to be lit up because the more people that are lit up, the more people that are living this passion that, that are, are putting that energy on the world, we're creating the world we want to live in. And I know that doesn't sound great, especially looking at, you know, everything going on in the world, but sometimes you have to go through all of the, you know, the difficulties so that you can grow. Like no one grows in comfort, you know, a seed, a seed gets buried, covered with dirt, drowned with water before it can sprout, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't lay on a beach and just relax and, and, you know, (laughs) and then turn into a tree. Right. Um, Although if it can, that would be great too. Right, right. No, but I like, that's, you know, what you were saying about, you know, this is, there's enough here for everybody. Like this is, there's so much. And that's just, again, going back to mindset, it's that whole abundance versus scarcity mindset. It's really realizing that, you know, everyone can have their share. There's infinite possibilities. And, and once you realize that and sort of get yourself into that mindset, you realize that it's not about, oh, I, I need this for me, or there's not enough to go around. It's it, the possibilities are infinite. Yeah. 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 It, it, it really is. I mean, even when you go back to like the law of attraction and, you know, the secret, what they talk yeah. about. And it's so interesting because people always usually say, oh, when I make a million dollars, I'll be happy. When I have this dream job, I'll be happy. But the thing is, if you're not in the vibration of how you will feel when you are already at your milestone, you will never attract that milestone. Like that's, people lose that, like, uh, that definition sometimes in, in the law of attraction is start feeling like you already have achieved your goal and watch how quickly your goal is achieved. You know, it's like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. But it's it's really true that if you put your intention out there, like 
if I say, oh, you know, I really want to attract a really great partner, but I'm always in that feeling of lack, like, oh, like I I need that partner for love. I need my, I need my soulmate to feel complete. You're not going to attract your soulmate. You're going to attract people that are going to teach you lessons that, that will be very instrumental relationships potentially, but there won't be like, that, that end all be all love, you know, when you start loving yourself, when you start realizing I'm complete in myself, partnership is just a container that I'm choosing to grow and love in, you know, then you will attract that partner that you can grow in love with versus feeling dependent upon. And, and I think, you know, I don't know about you, but I grew up watching Cinderella and Snow White and all these things. And it yes. taught me that my prince will save me. Right. And, and it was really interesting because until I hit my twenties, I, I had that mentality. Like, I mean, I wouldn't really say until my late twenties, I had the mentality of when I, you know, meet the right man, then my life will be better. When I meet the right man, this will be better. And when I started realizing my life can be amazing. And if someone comes into that amazing life, great you know, everything shifted. I actually, I chose something in my life that was something very strange. I I chose to be celibate for several years when I moved out to California. Uh, And, you know, being in my early thirties and, and at the time, and, you know, you, you, you see all these beautiful people and you want to go out and you want to experience all these things. But I knew that, okay, where I'm at emotionally, what I'm going to attract is not what I want. Yeah. And so it's like making that difficult decision. Um, So it's, it's not always choosing what's easy. It's sometimes making the choice that doesn't necessarily feel like it's going to be easy, but choosing that and choosing yourself, realizing that every time you make those difficult choices, you're actually choosing yourself. Yeah. That's pretty amazing that you were, you know, self-aware enough with, you know, your emotional state to, to make a decision like that and, and to go through with it. I think that's really you know, something that's really awesome that you were able to do that and, and evolved, <laughs> um, you know, and I work with, you know, my clients as well on, again, like you were talking about it. Um, it's mindset, right? It's the thoughts, it's affirmations. It's, it's what we say to ourselves. It's the, it's the feeling that you evoke within yourself that you have to kind of get to before, you know, you can have all these things that you want. So, you do it probably just in a little bit of a different way. So are there, what do you tell the the clients that you work with? Like to, in order to evoke that feeling, to have those thoughts, to, um, you know, get out of, of lack and think abundantly, like what's one of a suggestion or how, how can you start doing that? You know, to just start your thought process in that way. Yeah. So one of the easiest things you can do and, I feel like this is something that's very now becoming more and more commonplace is there's two, there's two things that I recommend first and foremost, because I say to people, well, you don't need anything to do these two things um, is every morning and every night looking in the mirror and like really looking at yourself, looking at yourself in the eye. I guarantee you that the first 20 times, 30 times, even a hundred times, it might feel awkward, but looking at yourself and saying, I love you. You deserve good things you deserve abundance, you are worthy of everything you want and more. And like whatever affirmation feels like it's really hitting home for you, some kind of affirmation and doing that morning and night and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it for 30 days. I'm not even saying do it for the rest of your life, do it for 30 days, because you'll notice in that 30 days, what shifts for you. Like so much can shift within 21 to 40 days in that time period. So I, I recommend to people, usually my clients 21 days minimum. 
40 days to really get like the full effect of any practice to see if that's the right practice for you. Because the thing is, your practices will evolve as you do. And there's just so many things. So you're not gonna be able to do three hours every morning, you know, like I I wish I had three hours to... Absolutely. It's like, that's, that's not realistic, right? No, no. But, but a couple minutes talking to yourself in the mirror morning and night. I mean, okay, I can do that. <laughs> Anybody exactly. can do that. Exactly. And then even just writing down three things of gratitude that you were grateful for that day, because being in that vibration of gratitude, that's something that a lot of these fortune 500 CEOs even will tell you, you know, Tony Robbins, Brandon Bouchard, like all these amazing coaches that business do business coaching, but talk about fulfillment and life. They all recommend like, like having a gratitude list. I I can't, you know, that's, that's like the first most easiest thing you can do. And the thing is, there'll be some days where you will struggle. You'll be like to find three things I'm grateful for. Those are the days you need to do it the most. Yeah. So, for so sure. having consistency. So if you if you know, okay, hey, I will give five minutes a day to myself. I can't give more. Then saying, okay, well, my affirmations and my gratitude list, those are non-negotiables. And then having other things that, hey, I have an extra 20 minutes today. I can do this. I, you know, I can do other things. My dear friend and sister Blue, um, one of our favorite things to do is put music on. Um, have song, have a playlist that no matter what a what mood you wake up in but it sets the day, the tone for your day. So putting on music and setting a timer, two minutes, everyone's got two minutes. And if you don't have two minutes, 30 seconds, even just move your body. One of the things is when there's stagnant energy, when we have emotions, we feel very heavy because it's slowing down of energy in our body. So we're really feeling these emotions. When you move those, move your body, you're actually moving the energy. Therefore you're moving emotions. Emotions are literally energy in motion, e-motion. Like, oh wow! It, it, Look at that! It, it literally says that. it. It says it yeah. right in the in the. In I the talk name. about emotions all the time, and I've never seen that or heard it, you know, um, described in that way. And that's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so Reiki, the main modality I, yeah. I teach and I work with a lot. People always ask, "What's Reiki?" Um, or, or they're embarrassed to ask because they don't want to seem, you know, like they don't know what's going on. I tell people, first of all, we're all learning. There are things that I know that you don't know and vice versa that we can learn from each other. So never be shy about asking. I'm never insulted if someone asks me about any of the things I teach uh, or that I'm even learning about or part of my culture. But Reiki is literally universal life energy. So the, the, sci- the way I explain the science behind it is for every atom, there is an opposing or equal force in science. We learned this in you know, grade school science. So that force is energy. So literally we are made up of atoms and energy. So our entire body for every physical piece of matter, there's an energetic component or force that goes with it. So with Reiki, you're able to harness universal energy and be a conduit and bring that energy to people's bodies and people's energy centers so that they can use it for healing because either through disease or environment or whatever the reason is, we have stagnation of energy or blockages of energy. And what Reiki allows us, as a Reiki practitioner, what I do is I'm able to bring energy and then your body actually does the healing. I use the word healer and healing arts, but healing is really personal. It's really an internal process. If someone is telling you, I'm going to heal you, that is a little bit of ego talking. Um, I'm going to hold healing space for you is usually my preference of words because truthfully, we all heal ourselves 
people hold space for us to do healing. Even the doctor, he does a procedure, but your body is the one that actually does the healing work. So if you think about it that way, we are empowered. We just give away that power a lot. Like, oh, I can't do that. And everyone can do Reiki. I tell people there's nine out of 10 times people are doing Reiki and they don't even know it. Think about when you see somebody you love and you're just so excited to see them. And when you hug them, you almost feel that like visceral energy that like, like that heart pumping, right? Yeah, absolutely. You feel yeah. the energy of the hug. And I'm going to second what you said about anybody can do Reiki because I I'm attuned at, in Reiki level one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, you're a Reiki master, so that's obviously, but I mean, that's a lot higher, but, and, but if I can do it and get, I mean, I'm only level one, but I, I just, I, I did it because I'm so curious about it. And I think, you know, and to your point, like, I think everything that we do, our thoughts matter, our words matter. Just like you said, it's not, oh, I'm going to heal you. It's, I'm going to help you in the healing process or, or whatever you switch the words to, because those words matter. You know, how we say things matter because it's how we think about it and how our, our body responds to it. And so I, you know, I think, I think Reiki is amazing. And I, and I think it's so fascinating, <laughs> really. I mean, I just find it so fascinating. Um, and I know you're, you're a Reiki master, so you do Reiki, but, and there's other, other things that you're, that you do as well, right? Yes. Um, so I've been doing Reiki was the first modality that, um, really drew me in. I've been practicing for 18 years. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, I've had an amazing teacher and then I actually went to India and uh, learned learned from another teacher there because it it is a modality that's based both in Japan and India. Um, it came from Indian scriptures, from a Japanese monk. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's really cool to see the overlap. And I didn't actually know it had come from India when I was attracted to it. And I was like, why am I so attracted to this? Oh, um, that's fascinating. It, it's learning to trust your instincts. So, um, so yeah, I started with Reiki and, um, I was very fortunate to have a yoga teacher that really understood like the multiple limbs of yoga, like self-study and meditation and, you know, body awareness and all of this. So I learned, to teach yoga from her. And then finally, when I, you know, kind of worked up the courage, if you will, uh, did a yoga certification program from yoga. Um, I was teaching meditation, uh, as well, because it kind of goes hand in hand. And I found myself in a phase of my life where sitting still felt very difficult, but I I knew I needed to meditate. And I kind of rediscovered Qigong, which I'd been practicing with uh, one of my acupuncturists years ago. And um, I remembered how much Qigong felt like meditation, but I was still, I was moving very slowly, very intentfully, very mindful of my breath. And so then I actually ended up going and getting trained in um, Qigong and Tai Chi from some amazing teachers as well. And I, my goal has always been every year to study a different modality or contribute to a modality I've already studied. I just, I find that when I'm studying these things, not am I only learning information, but I'm learning about myself and I'm growing as a person and as a practitioner. Um, So for me, you know, it's just, it just makes sense, you know, to continue on that journey. And it's just finding a deeper sense of peace. I think we all seek happiness, but what I'm really realizing as I get older is when I'm at peace, I am happy because there's a level of contentment that contentedness or if that's a correct word, but, um, <laughs> but I got, I got the vibe you're going for. <laughs> yeah. Like when yeah. you just, you feel at peace and yeah. there is a joy in that. It's a joy that's feels more balanced than that, you know, 
happy vibe that I used to think of when I was a child, um, yes, which, which totally. when, you, when you have that extreme, you have the other extreme too. <laughs> of course, of course. And I know exactly what you're talking about because I do think what I have found in my journey of, you know, just learning more about myself, um, you know, all of the work that I do from a personal development standpoint, physically, mentally, spiritually, and, you know, learning about Reiki and spirituality and energy medicine and meditation. For me, I have found that it definitely, it just gives, it makes, I feel more grounded and there is like this, a sense of inner peace and it's hard to describe. I think it's hard. I wouldn't have been able to describe it until I feel it. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I, I understand what you mean. And I, I do feel that way. And I feel like the more I learn and the more I practice, I, that, that sense of peace just gets deeper and more connected to something that is bigger than me, um, which is really, you know, it's just a great feeling. So let's talk meditation for a minute, because I think that meditation has come a long way. Again, I think more and more people are interested in doing it and learning about it. I think that, you know, it's different for a lot of people. I know I try to meditate every day. I don't, I'm not always successful at it, but I, I try to build it into my routine. So talk to, for, for those who don't meditate or who say, and who ha- say, I can't meditate, <laughs> right? Um, what would you say to them? First, I would tell them, stop saying I can't. Yeah, I know, exactly. Because, because, <laughs> because, uh, no, That's why I did air quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. But it's it's really right. the truth. I would first say, stop saying you can't. Just say, I am feeling challenged by this. Um, because then you're acknowledging like, hey, I'm having a difficult time. But without giving it the energy of it's something that you just can't do. We all go through it. Depending on what you're going on and what was going on in your life, I guarantee you that and especially now with everything going on in the world, that people are having more and more difficulty meditating. And that's why it's so good to find things that feel meditative to you. You know, meditation can look like dancing and moving. You know, meditation can look like you literally just moving your hands up and down at the pace of your breath. You know, I think people have this idea of meditation it has to be you're sitting down, your hands are in a mudra, and you know, you're basically levitating off the ground on your meditation. <laughs> And that I mean, would be fun. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm waiting for that, that, uh, that superpower to unlock. Yeah. Yeah. The levitation. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but yeah, like, I think it's just really important to find an alternative way of letting your parasympathetic nervous system get into that, that out of that fight or flight stage. I find yoga nidra, which is a type of guided meditation that goes through the body, um, is really helpful. That's something that I, I will do live yoga nidras with my clients over the phone. Uh, I also do sound baths um, because the sound bath plays certain frequencies, which puts your brain in that yeah. meditative state. Is a um, sound bath like with like shock, chakra bowls or something like that? Yeah. So there, yeah. Sound, sound baths can be anything. You, I mean, I have a friend, uh, Angel, uh, she goes by Angel Sound Healing and she's beautiful. She actually has recorded sound bath meditations that oh, you can wow. put headphones on and just pop on and listen to. Um, if you look up, uh, healing frequencies on YouTube, even they have, um, options and things. Um, I do listen to those. (laughs) Yeah, those are great. I I, I like the sound baths personally, because usually sound bowls, which are crystal bowls that are tuned to certain frequencies, 
are certain healing frequencies. Like I have a set that works with all the endocrine organs. Oh, so your wow. thyroid, you know, like it works with literally your pituitary gland, your thyroid, all the endocrine organs in your body. So it helps bring balance in your organ system. Um, because so you know, cool. we're made up of mostly water. So yeah. It's that's so fascinating. I, I, it's just amazing, but I love that. So I actually do when I meditate, I, I go on YouTube and I do like 963 Hertz frequency. Uh, it's like a higher frequency and I listen to that, but um, I'm going to look up sound baths. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to give you guys a, a give a, a, little, a little list of uh, good uh, ones that I've used personally. I can't, I can't recommend and they're most of them are free. I know angel sound healing charges a small amount, but she gives you 10 sound baths, like pre-recorded. You can play whenever you want, but yeah, I'm happy to, yeah, happy you to can share. shoot them to me and I can put them in the show notes for, yeah. for people to check out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I just want to say that just knowing you from the first time that we met, uh, it, like out in my cul-de-sac, which was so interesting. I think I had to tell my listeners. So I met Deepa outside when I was out in my front lawn with my dog um, and my neighbor and Deepa's parents live like two houses down from me. And now I live in the, we lived in this house for 15 years mm-hmm. and I just met Deepa like a month ago, but as Deepa so lovely stated, uh, you know, it's, we met at the right time. And I think that that's exactly right. But um, you are just such a wonderful light in this world. You have so much gifts and wonderful thoughts and gifts to share with us. I am so glad that we had this opportunity to get deeper into it. I really, I'm going to go on your website and read about all the other stuff that you do. Cause I know that there's like a huge list that we didn't even get to talk to talk about, especially your cooking, your, all of the amazing cooking that you do. Yes. Um, well, so I just started a YouTube channel. It's called Ohm Made Kitchen. O-M-M-A-D-E Kitchen. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll link I'm, that as well. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm sharing, um, a lot of, uh, intuitive cooking, like how to teach to intuitively cook and eat, um, and how to use spices. And, um, what I really want to do is demystify the idea of being in the kitchen. I think people always think, well, if I don't have a recipe, how am I going to make something? Use your intuition. Your, your body knows what it needs and what it wants and it's how to tap into that. So really kind of tuning into that and like learning some basic kitchen things that, you know, are just great little life hacks to have. Um, and I have some easy recipes. All the videos are like 15 minutes or less. I want to make it really accessible and easy. And um, I share a lot of energetic perspectives on there too. But yeah, I'm, and I'm love Deepa on Instagram. I am so happy to connect and share. Um, I would love to share more tools, like a list of tools that people can get used to get started on a personal development journey. Like because I think it's so important to share resources. I think that everyone thinks it's like shrouded in secrecy. Well, it shouldn't be, you know, we all deserve this. We all have a right to develop ourselves and be better. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I am really excited to check out your YouTube channel, uh, because, Om, Om Made Kitchen, which I love the name because I, you know, I never really thought about cooking and following my intuition. I'm one of those people that I kind of do need to follow a recipe if I'm going out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So, but I love the idea of following your intuition because, right, we're supposed to be doing it in our everyday life. Why not do it in the kitchen as well? It's just, mm-hmm. that's such a fantastic way to sort of cook and, and think about food. So I'm really excited about that as well. So I will check that out. And I encourage everyone else listening to check out Homemade Kitchen and follow Love Deepa on Instagram. And you can find me at Suburban Warrior. And Deepa and I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. So 
follow on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. And you know what? Thank you so much again for following with us and being here with us. And guess what? I'm going to have another amazing Suburban Warrior for you next week. So we will talk to you then. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, guys. Love you. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs>